Welcome back, everyone, to the podcast. My name's Yusuf, and I'm going to be joined today by Vukasin for the first ever episode of It's Just a Hobby. Hey, guys, thank you for tuning into the first episode of this podcast. Uh, I'm sorry I couldn't join Yusuf in the introduction, but I'm here now, and I can't wait to start. Yeah, so we're both really excited um, for this first episode, and hopefully we'll be putting out weekly content for you guys to enjoy. Um, Would you like to... Oh, you go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, this podcast was something we just decided to do for fun, and we hope you enjoy watching it. Yeah. Um. So, do you want to talk about why we decided to start it? Um. Yeah. Sure. So we decided to do it first of all because of boredom and quarantine. Yeah. And uh, simply because um we have a lot of interesting viewpoints that you might not get in normal podcasts. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I feel like got got nothing better to do, so why not just give our opinion to the internet and all of you guys yeah. and see what you think. And yeah, I guess kind of nervous, but it'll be fine as we get through it. But um, yeah. so first thing I'd like to address is thank you for the support on the introduction. It was only a minute video, but got like a lot of good feedback which was really good um and also i'd like to shout out ollie whiting for the brand new logo i know only been a podcast for two weeks and we've already got a new logo which is really good um and yeah yeah. so also if you want to leave any topic suggestions for us um we have a twitter it's it's just a hobby so capitals and yeah anything else you'd like to say before we start um, yeah, in the coming days, we will decide if we will be making an Instagram account for this podcast as well. Just please leave us suggestions on Twitter because we'd like to make this, um, I guess we can interact with you guys and give you the content that you want. Um, but yeah, I feel like Instagram will be easier because I'd say the majority of our audience will be our age. Um, yeah, because we're going to be advertising this to our friends and stuff, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so hopefully we can get an Instagram account up soon so we can get more suggestions in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also, disclaimer, um, if I end up coughing throughout this, um, I do not have the coronavirus. Um, <laughs> it's hay fever season. So um, yeah, my symptoms have actually gone a lot better, but <clears throat> I tend to cough a lot. Um, I'm also fasting, so I can't drink water or anything. So if that does happen i do apologize um but yeah um so first thing i'd like to address um how's your quarantine been um because we're in different countries right now so i haven't seen you since december um do you yeah. want to give like a bit it's of a, back- a long time a background check on how we got to know each other and stuff yeah so um first of all we met when we were like seven years old yeah third grade yeah, yeah, in third grade. And yeah. ever since, we've just been um, best friends, I guess. Yeah, I remember that day. I joined like two weeks late and I got mm-hmm. I got sat next to this, some weirdo. And he's <laughs> playing with his rubber and stuff. I was so confused. I was kind of scared. Um, but yeah, <laughs> now we're best friends. Um, it turned out well, didn't it? Yeah. Um, so I used to live in Dubai, but now I'm in Northern Ireland right now. 
um I, I go to a boarding school but i've got a house here which is nearly ready um so i actually visited in december because my parents were still living there at the time and i saw him but i haven't seen him yeah. since don't know when's the next time we'll see you hopefully soon so like i guess this is also a good way to keep in touch even though we do yeah. talk like every day it's just like better to like hear like each other's voices i guess um yeah it's a better way of communicating but yeah back to my question um how's right. your quarant- how's your quarantine been so far well simply put it has been boring not gonna lie um but uh, it has made me explore many other hobbies and things that i wouldn't do in normal everyday life yeah if that makes so sense. like <clears throat> i get you i feel like everyone's quarantine is going to be boring but i've actually i've started working outside done gardening which is it's kind of therapeutic not gonna lie and i'm getting paid as well which mm-hmm. is pretty good um yeah. so doing that obviously we've got this going now so i guess this will keep us occupied as well i've got like yeah bit, bits of schoolwork like once a week i'll get um work to do so that's still keeping me occupied with school and stuff um how about you i know you've still got online learning and stuff um yeah we have lessons online but um usually like all the lessons are done by 11 or 12 in the morning so then um, for the rest of the day they don't give us any homework so i'm practically free for the whole day once i'm done with school but you have to wake up quite early though don't you uh yeah but now because of the ramadan timings it starts at uh, 9.30, which is 7.30 Serbia time, so it's not that bad. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah, so just to clear up, he's in Serbia right now. I'm in Northern Ireland. So it's still yeah, pretty good. Yeah, we should have said you, that at the start. Yeah, so it's you're one hour ahead of me, which is fine. It'll still be pretty easy for us to communicate and stuff, but um, mm-hmm. slowly when society goes back to normal, um, we'll try and work out a schedule where it's easy for both of us to record episodes when he goes back to yeah. Dubai. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, my quarantine's been pretty boring as well, to be honest. Not done that much. Um, so yeah, I think the situation here is getting better, though. Um, we've actually got the some statistics for you guys on the UK, Northern Ireland, and Vukasin's got some stats on Serbia as well. Mm-hmm. We just decided to make it you know, friendly to us, countries we're in. Um, so on the 24th of April, um, there were, it was recorded 143,464 cases. So that was 5,386 daily cases on that day. And it was at 19,506 deaths with 1,005 new deaths on the day. Um, but yeah, it's actually... It's moderate, it's slow. You can see that it's starting to slowly go down. So we recorded this on the 29th, the data comparing it. Um, so that's this is that time of recording. Um, so on the 29th, it was at 165,221 um, with 4,076 new cases on the day. And... Deaths was at 26,097 with 795 new cases on that day. So from April 24th to the 27th, deaths went from 1,005 to 338. So that meant they've gone down by 667 deaths, which is pretty good. But they did um, rise up 
to 795 by the 29th at the t- so this is the time we're recording it um so yeah it's still better than what it was last friday um which is good um and then going on to northern ireland um the cases recorded last week were at 3122 with 106 new cases on the day and there were 278 deaths with 15 new deaths a day um but that's actually gone down um so there's been six less deaths since 24th which is good showing signs of positivity um and since the 24th there have been 341 new cases which is an average of 68 cases a day um but you know we're it's still the least in the UK which is pretty good and I'm pretty sure the UK is past its peak, so it's going to start to decline slowly but surely, which is good. Um, but you've got um, stats for Serbia, do you not? So uh, yeah, you want to talk us through that? Yeah, okay. So on the 24th of April, we had 7,483 cases here in Serbia, with 207 new cases recorded on the day. And um, right on the 29th of April... Um, we had 9,009 cases with 227 new cases on the day. So um, the increase in daily cases went up by 20 in the space of those five days. And the deaths um, on the 24th, we had 144 with five new on the day. And um, on the 29th, we had 179 with five new on that day. So it has gone up a bit, but... Um, Every day, usually around five or six deaths, it's pretty constant. So it's not going up or down, staying relatively the same. I mean, compared to here, that's quite positive, though. Like, you, yeah. should, you should be happy with that situation, I mean. And how is it in your town? Well, for the past couple of days, we've been on 35 cases. I mean, it is a pretty small town, so you're not going to see dramatic changes, but... Um, we've been at 35 cases and um, we have two deaths so far. So that's reasonable, I'd say. Um, moving on, we're going to talk about lockdown restrictions. So mm-hmm. do you want to talk us through what's happening in Dubai? Um, yeah, so until recently, there was a restriction. There was lockdown like on every citizen in Dubai. They couldn't go anywhere. They couldn't leave their house um, except for medical emergencies, obviously. So it's like everywhere um, else and, in the world, basically. Uh, yeah, but recently, two days ago, two or three days ago, I'm not sure, um, they removed that restriction. And now citizens of Dubai are free to move anywhere until um, 10 o'clock. At night. And that's because of Ramadan, isn't it? <laughs> Um, I'm not sure if that's the particular reason, but that's what's happened right now. And um, today I saw a report that said they've sanitized the entire city. So that shows they've been productive and uh, are making quite an effort to end this um, epidemic as fast as possible. Yeah, pretty good, to be honest. Um, In Germany, um, my friend in Germany was telling me um, that... Schools have already started back um, on the 27th. Um, so schools started in, back um, on the 27th. And it's yeah. 15 and 16-year-olds. So that's 
year 12 um for some people who won't know um although i think it's different in the uk um it only goes up to year 13 but in northern ireland it goes up to year 14 um but yeah continue um so yeah there's been talk of uh school continuing in a few countries germany and uh, i think the other one was australia that was also mentioned so that shows that um countries in like both sides of the world are slowly um getting over this virus and that it's slowly passing yeah and uh we should be seeing a return to normal life relatively soon yeah um so he was telling me about that and how 17 and 18 year olds will be returning on the 4th of may so they're slowly getting back to society which is pretty good um mm-hmm. but yeah um i believe you've got a conspiracy theory uh yeah i've got two conspiracy theories related to the coronavirus yeah so we so, thought that um wait go ahead um so i have one about 5g and the other one was um that it was made in a lab and for both i have um some facts and reasons why they can't be true yeah so we thought it would be interesting to give our takes on the virus itself um there's actually been like a lot of editing recently on its origins you know i saw one thing where people were debating whether it actually came from someone eating a bat because it's been in china's culture for more than 100 years or something where it's not uncommon for someone to eat an animal like a bat um from what i've read Mm -hmm. Uh, unless i'm wrong of course you guys can correct this and everything we're very open to criticism um but yeah so Mm -hmm. you know i'm not gonna question it because it is a pandemic but you've got some theories for us that you'd like to talk about so please go ahead um so a large number of people has have come out and said that they believe that 5g is like main source of corona and um they they put a point out that said that the like the radio wave of 5G could weaken immune systems or even possibly transmit the virus itself. And um, people have gone as far as burning down 5G antennas in the UK. So that shows that strong belief in this. And that, that could be really bad for companies releasing 5G internet. Yeah, so I see where you're coming from. But I mean, I don't see how 5G has affected people in like ledc so like africa africa and also is like another point is that um youtube has removed 5g conspiracy videos so obviously um they're trying to um remove some of the bad publicity surrounding 5g well yeah because i mean obviously businesses want this new type of technology to skyrocket and take over the market but I mean, yeah. I, I've seen a video, actually, of, like, birds flying in near proximity of one of these um, antennas, and then they've just fallen out of the sky. But um, mm-hmm. I think this is a false conspiracy theory. I mean, I don't see how these antennas could affect every single continent. That, um, and it started off in one place and yeah. then slowly started to spread, so that doesn't really make sense either um 
Yeah, also another um another point disproving this theory is that uh, we all know viruses can only survive for a limited time outside a host. And the coronavirus specifically can survive for only up to around 72 hours on stainless steel or plastic surfaces. Uh, so there wouldn't be enough time for the virus to travel to all the corners of the world, especially the ones that don't have 5G yet. And um, there's no evidence that radio waves can even transmit the virus. And 5G towers probably couldn't sustain the virus for any significant amount of time. Yeah, because um, as much as it is airborne, I'd say the reason that this disease has, or this virus, sorry, has truly started to spread all over the world is because of contact yeah, between people contact. and then them going to another country and then so on and so forth. I'd say you all know the rest, mm-hmm. so we're not going to continue to elaborate on that. Um, but what's your other theory? Uh, okay, so the other theory is that, um, and a lot of people actually believe in this theory, but there is a theory going around that the virus was made in a lab. So um, 23% of Americans think the virus was intentionally made in a lab, and 6% think it was made in a lab by accident. Mm-hmm. But there is a reason why this couldn't really be true. Because we all know if you wanted to create a virus, you would create it to be as lethal as possible, right? Um, The virus's ability to bind to an enzyme called ACE2 is not ideal. And that restricts the extent to which the virus can uh, transmit to other people and affect their immune systems. So uh, since this is not ideal... This is very likely just pure natural selection and therefore not artificial at all. Um, so, yeah. Do you want to explain that in English, maybe? Um, okay. So basically, um, if people wanted to make this virus in a lab, they could have made it to be a lot more dangerous than it is. And this is most probably just um, natural selection and... Uh, a couple of people eating stuff they shouldn't gone really bad. Yeah. Um. So I wasn't planning actually talking about a conspiracy theory I heard myself, but I actually thought this one was quite interesting. So I saw this video on Instagram and it was talking about how China created the virus as a biochemical weapon. And then they went on to talk about how when it first had its outbreak in Wuhan and then it continued mm-hmm. to spread through Asia and then all over the world. Um, it's actually um, been shown that the virus didn't really affect the major cities like Beijing, um, for example. And Hong Kong is back to normal now. I have friends in Hong Kong that are allowed to go out. It's, it's like the situation in Dubai where you have to wear um, a face mask and gloves, but other than that, you're allowed to go out and do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like that in Hong Kong. Um, so what they're trying to say is that they created this um, so they could, I guess, continue to keep their economy at a high level while it's affecting the whole world except them. Um, so you see with America... Yeah. They're affected by it the most, obviously. You see it's really affected Italy. Um, it's affecting the UK. Spain. Yeah, it's, it's affecting the UK. Um, but 
in China, it's yeah. actually fine. Like they're coming up with zero to maybe one or two cases a day now. Um, and what that means is that they're able to continue living life like as normal as they can. Um, so people believe that yeah. it was created so they could keep their economy levels high um, while mm-hmm. other places are suffering. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? Um, well, yeah, that that could be true, but it just wouldn't make sense. Like if they would make it as a biochemical weapon, it wouldn't make sense to release it on your own people. You know, uh, like China suffered um, huge losses and a lot of deaths and infected people. So I'm not sure they would go to that extent of harming their own people just for their economy to go up. But on the other hand, they have handled it very well and really quickly. So it is possible, but I just don't think that they would do something like that. Yeah. Um, so as much as I can see it as being believable, um, I've seen that in countries like South Korea and China, um, their testing facilities are really efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like other places like the UK, they haven't released um, the recovered statistics uh, for patients. Um, I don't know how many tests they're doing a day um, or a week, um, but I know it's really efficient in um, those countries in Asia. Um, so that might be a factor as to why they've kind of gone back to normal. I mean, I guess it's, I guess it's more efficient for them and they're going to try and deal with every single citizen possible. I feel like at the start of this... Um, no one really was taking it seriously until late February. People actually were like, oh shit, this is actually serious. We need to start yeah, like thinking about what we're going to mm-hmm. do. What's our next move? I mean, you've seen it with Trump. I've seen there were interviews at the start of March where he was saying how this thing will blow over by Easter. It's well past Easter and it's, it, <laughs> we still can't see when this is going to end. Um, so I feel like yeah. they've handled it quite well, um, really productive. And I mean, we can just hope and pray that we'll be out of this soon and things yeah. will hopefully be as back to normal as they can. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. anything else to add? Um, well, I think it's really safe to say that most of the world generally underestimated this virus and the damage it could have done. Um, so most countries are now suffering the consequences, but thankfully, um, it, the situation is getting better. And as you said, there are signs of positivity everywhere. So uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be out of this mess as soon as possible. Yeah. And I mean, when this first came upon the everyone, I remember what it surfaced late December, Christmas time. And... I remember people were making fun of the name of it um, and just didn't really care. It was amidst all those like World War Three rumors and all that. Um, but now look at, yeah. look at it now. Um, but while it is, it is a pandemic, yes. Um, and you should be taking this really seriously. You should be staying at home. You should be isolating. Um, you should be social distancing if you go out. 
Um, if you actually look at the stats worldwide, um, I, I can just read them out to you here. Um, so current cases are 3,251,143. Um, so that's the entire world. Um, and then deaths is 229,813. But if you look at recovered, mm-hmm. it's over 1 million, 1 million, 18,724. So I'd say of a fifth of the people being infected are dying, um, which is awful. But yeah. I mean, it's not going to kill off the population we will all survive. We just need to follow all the measures being taken to keep us. Yeah, it's it's all about discipline, you know, discipline and self-control and following the rules. And most of us should make it out of this um, with barely anything um, dangerous, you know? Yeah, because, I mean, it's annoying for not only me, but other people to see people still hanging out together, going out to someone's house and doing stuff like we're we're not here to lecture you. We're here to just give our opinions and our opinion is to just stay at home and wait for this thing to blow over because we want life to go back to normal as much as the next person does. So yeah. Yeah. Um, So I believe that's all we're gonna speak about today um going back on to the point of we will probably be making an instagram um we will be shouting it out on both our social media platforms and our twitter obviously um but guys please Mm -hmm. leave leave us topics to speak about because there's only so yeah we're desperate yeah there's only so much the two of us can think of um but we'd also like if you guys gave us feedback and what you want us to speak about because we want to interact with you and make it so you enjoy this podcast as much as we do talking on it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Make sure you're entertained. Um, anything else to add? Um, not really. Just full of optimism and excitement for the next episode, really. Yeah, so we're excited. Um, so I don't know how long we're going to make these length so we decided that we might make these um episodes at least 30 minutes long but Mm -hmm. if you guys want these to be lengthy podcasts then we can go into more detail about certain topics but please leave us topics to talk about something that you can speak about for like a long period of time and then we can give our own feedback we can go back and forth debate about it um but yeah Mm -hmm. Um, nothing else to add but um, enjoy the rest of your day Um, thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next podcast I've been Yusuf and I'm joined with Vukasin as always and we'll see you in the next episode